Welcome, everyone. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and it's my pleasure to introduce Venerable Dahani Oahu. Venerable speaks directly from her heart, offering pure wisdom teachings of direct insight and practical application in the tradition of Cherokee and Woodland View and Tibetan Buddhism. These are the mother and father streams that energize her and are the foundation of all that she shares. We welcome Venerable Dahani Oahu. Well, thank you, Jennifer, for the introduction and the continued uh, pathway of communicating with people around the world that the wisdom potential and skillful action may arise in the hearts of those who listen and all their relations. So today's topic is about friendship, to be a friend to oneself and also to be a friend to those within our lives. Uh, friendship is also a magnetization of our inner view, our inner emotions which sometimes are not known completely why it is we may be uh, attracted or embroiled or dancing within certain situations. And so we can look to what has been the instinct of survival of the physical form. Emotions are the bell ringing in the sky that call us to see what is going on and to respond quickly and immediately. And sometimes these emotions, like a Smokey Robinson song, leave tracks of tears in the emotional system. And so one may be calling for and resonating with the song of Pagliacci. So here we are in the moment of awakening friendship with our own being. To be a good friend with others is to understand who is this person that I call I. So many factors have contributed to the way we move in the world. The natural inclination is to understand to preserve life, and also there are emotional cloaks that may be placed over the light of that clear perception. In a sense, clarified understanding of our emotions is like a lake reflecting the moon in the open sky. The clouds that deter the reflection being seen are the unconscious responses. Some may call it karma. I think that may give the impression it is deep and far away. In this moment, by recognizing our own feelings, what happens when we meet a new person? Within 30 seconds, we've made uh, many assumptions about that person based on the way they look, their clothing, their speech, 
and our meeting similar persons in the past. And so to understand the track of emotional patterns and responses is to breathe deeply. Ah, here I am in this moment. Let my breath illuminate this instant and be fully present within this instant. Here I am meeting someone, another human being, similar to others that I've met. Oh, like, dislike. Belief, not belief. Real, unreal, or what can we get and what can we give. These are some of the tendencies that may be in the emotional reservoir and they are part of the ability to survive. So is that person safe? Does that person enhance life force? What do I offer in this situation? Although someone does not think of this consciously, all of our perceptions, they first move through the limbic system and the dance of emotional conditions. And then we get to the place of thinking. So we feel educated, and we have been, and we are explorers, understanding more and more, analyzing the quality of our mind. And do we notice how the fight or flight response is still a bell ringing in our heart and the ways in which we respond? A little exercise. Consider you are walking to your car. It is about dusk. And someone you have not seen before calls and says, Sir, ma'am, sir, ma'am, and you turn around, you don't recognize them. And do you rush to your car or do you stop and look at the person? So your ability to analyze the safe space it's natural when you are overstressed. You may not recognize the person is bringing you your dropped car keys. So for a moment, you've uh, left work, you're going to your car, and someone you do not know calls out to you. How do you respond? That response is something that is uh, a wave. And to awaken and move upon that wave rather than being drowned by it is to understand 
our own emotions. So some of that is uh, what we call situational awareness. We know, okay, someone's calling my name or someone is calling me. I don't quite recognize them. There are other people around. What have they to say? Well, there's no one around. What have they to say? The tone of the voice, it means something. And the choice to turn around and, and listen comes from your sense of being aware, present in the moment, and uh, conscious of, yes, there is someone here, and I shall listen. So these things happen in a flash, these many decisions. And some of us may think that we grow through the experience of pain or danger, and others recognize their growth is unwinding the patterns of emotion and mind to see their sources. So to be a friend is to first understand our own emotions, nurturing, life force, enhancement. These are aspects of friendship. And to be a friend to our own body, let us take a deep breath and consider how the trees have gifted us and the plankton and the breeze support us. And as we exhale, may every being have what they need. May we all understand the interaction of our speech, our emotions, and activity in what occurs in this moment. As an aside, I want to share with you a, a small story. It is something that was posted on the Internet, and it was Coco the Gorilla sending a message to the people who are contemplating and meeting about climate change and caring for the Earth. And uh, Coco the Gorilla was quite succinct. The Earth, nature, we are one. Water, trees, we are one. And then Coco says, man, stupid. Basically destroying everything. And so Coco the Gorilla is aware of the interconnection of the environment and consciousness and understands that well-being is in the support of the living systems of the planet. And so as human beings, we also have that inner awareness of our interconnection with the environment and each other. And it begins as a survival instinct. Let us live upon the earth. Let us care for each other. 
So that's far away from the heart of your direct experience, perhaps. The direct experience is that we are breathing the same atmosphere and that every being wants to have safety, respect, meaningful work, good water to drink, safe place to be, and it is our emotional conditioning, who conditions who. We can say by the magnetization of certain emotions, we come again to meet each other. So in another lifetime, many of us have met, and we've learned something, and some of us have even made a commitment to meet again. Does it mean there is a debt? It means there is a exploration, a joyful exploration of the human condition. And we can look at the water reflecting the open sky as the shared emotions, the common factor of the human family. So here we are learning how to be a friend. First, to be a friend to one's own self. Having the gift of the human body and knowing that many beings have helped you take birth and that within you are cells also on an exploration. Just be thankful. Even when you may think there is nothing to be thankful for, yes, indeed, there is the gift of life. So what is it, the response, when you meet the stranger? Is the stranger other, or is the stranger a reflection of one's own inner emotions? We all have feelings, and our feelings arise from the well of experience and our feelings change as we learn to polish the mirror and to pacify internal conflict, purify those views that separate us from happiness and energize the awakened potential within all the emotions. So there is a book that the Dalai Lama says succinctly explains how to deal with emotions creatively and employ our intelligence in a beneficial way. And the book is called Emotional Intelligence 2 by Travis Bradbury and Jean Greaves. And it may be of interest to you. Uh, what I find very helpful is analyzing, observing, naming the patterns of feelings. Happy, sad, angry, afraid, ashamed. Like a cloak, those feelings can weave 
power of you and become the threads of the tapestry of our lives. We look to pacify the separation from the natural joy of having this moment, being alive in this time. Then we analyze, well, what are the emotions? So happy is elated, exuberant, ecstatic, cheerful, and glad, pleased, mellow, sad, depressed, agonized, dejected, heartbroken, unhappy. They have different levels of intensity. Angry, furious, upset, perturbed, afraid, terrified, apprehensive, cautious, ashamed, sorrowful, apologetic, bashful. Whether we know it or not, these uh, feelings and themes that have become the threads of our life experience and may be the cloak we wear in the world, also uh, become conditioning manipulation, manipulating oneself with the unintegrated experience that is waiting to be called into the heart's awareness of joy and the dance of elements being restored to their natural state. So we do know the experiences of our early years have quite the impact upon the present until the time arises when we see the present as also the future and by in this moment being joyful with intention. Well, what have I to be thankful for? Look around. Take note. When the energy arises of fear, oh my gosh, there's anger in the world. Oh my gosh, people are causing harm. Oh, and at the same time, I notice more people are awakening, transforming the aggression of their heart's confusion. So where we place our attention, the emotions are not bad. They are actually energies seeking to communicate and reveal the most clear and skillful action. So the mind of fear can become judgment and uh, shame and blame. And also it can become the critical analysis of how to accomplish uh, team building and working well with one another. When you were a child, if you were in a large family, you may have found a way to get attention. Maybe it was by 
telling jokes and creating stories and dances, or perhaps it was by throwing tantrums. And the adults in the world, in different stages of life, may have thought children were just to be seen and not heard, and you had forgotten the power of your voice, and in the moment, that voice is reclaimed as you examine all that you wish to say. Recently, I noticed a very special friend made contact with her early years and remembered the sacredness of her stones and the importance of putting them in a safe place as she moved from one home to another. In a sense, within each one who is listening, there are gems of wisdom and direct insight. When you had a sense the wind was speaking to you, as it caressed your face and moved the limbs of the trees. And an adult said, no, the wind doesn't speak. Remember that wise child's direct insight. Reclaim that direct understanding. Energize that clear awareness of the wind as a messenger as your own thought, and choose the thoughts that you want to see, manifested as an activity that is awakening, liberating. In truth, the awakened wisdom is there. The wisdom of all is within, and the broom of sweeping away is the observation of our feedings and the recognition that the feedings also have within skillful potentials. So being a friend with oneself is accepting the child direct insight and in this moment recalling the wisdom that is you. Right now, tomorrow is born through your relationship in the moment with your own heart. And so a simple visualization is to contemplate at your heart center a rainbow torus ring. Or like the Earth magnetic field is another way to visualize it. And through this magnetic field, this circulating energy, we are connected with light, love, energy potential. And we acknowledge friendship with the wisdom being that is within. So those friends you work with, those people who have walked with you for many years, 
perhaps you are one of those very fortunate people who still has friends from childhood. These deep friendships are of association, recognition, and acceptance. We accept each other. We see each other. We nurture and we recall and recollect the celebrations. So how is it over time? Some friendships fall apart. Perhaps when the friendship is based on uh, dependence or fear, uh, then as courage is revealed and people do not see the dance of growing together, then the friendships may fall away. So you have a friend within, the seed of awakened mind. Your heart's magnetic field resonates with the earth's magnetic field and the solar and galactic field. And most importantly, you are resonating with your friends, family, and co-workers. To test this out, begin to look at those people in your life, like your, your friends, that friend perhaps from early childhood as a, a treasure. What do you reflect and reveal to each other? That you've walked a long way, perhaps? That you've gained wisdom and insight? And that you've laughed? So, looking at the laughter and friendship as a circle, a rainbow torus ring of communion. Ah, this is wonderful. So how is it uh, some people have come into your life like, why is it so-and-so is a better friend than so-and-so? Um, so-and-so has a a heart resonance, a frequency, a tone, an exploration path similar to your own. And those who sometimes are experienced as dissonance are also revealing new ways of moving in the world and another perspective. So that co-worker that you choose to avoid may also be showing you another perspective on how to successfully accomplish. So when we are friendly with our own life force, then we can recognize the emotions as pathways of understanding without 
reacting on the immediate impulse. Oh, eliciting joy, awe, fear, happiness, shame, pain, blame, whatever emotion is arising, just to see, ah, there is that feeling, and what is its awakened state. Courage, nurturance, understanding, compassion, skillful action are some ways we may see the emotional swamp as leading to the lake, reflecting the open sky. Life a wondrous experience. All that we have experienced brings us to this moment. It is not necessary to suffer, yet many do. And being born, getting older, getting sick, and ultimately dying, this is part of the dam. And during each moment, in the dance, there is the music of love and the intelligence to build and to leave a roadmap that others may find their way to the shores free from illusion. So this completes the lecture part of this talk. And for a couple of minutes, let us just sit quietly and contemplate the words that have been spoken. May all beings find their way to the shore free of illusion. May the wisdom potential in every being flourish and grow. And may the emotions reveal awakened states and skillful action that joy may resound. Boato. Thank you, Venerable. And, hmm, sitting in that beautiful space, that energy, inviting anyone who has a question who's on the phone can press star 2 to raise your hand and ask a question. And if you're online, you can type in a question.
star two if you're on the phone, and you can type in a question if you're listening online. One question I have, Venerable, is about, you mentioned karma, and in healing karma, uh, or dissolving it, resolving it, I wonder, A, can you um, give us the best way to think of it, healing, resolving, dissolving, and then also there's the sense that some people have that uh, I hurt someone, someone will hurt me, and that's what karma is, and that the only way to dissolve or resolve karma is to go through painful experiences. And so the the question is, is, is it possible to do spiritual practice and make efforts towards forgiveness that you we can and we do change patterns and the tapestry of karma. The moment we choose not to react, the moment we choose to dedicate our thought, word, and action to skillful means of revealing harmony and resolution, this moment is a changing of the pattern and a changing of the key. Karma are the thoughts that are unresolved, the emotions, uh, simply put, magnetic attractors, and we need not think it will return to us uh, in the same way it went out. So it is the wise human being who sees every living creature as on a path to understanding and a relative in this dance of experience. So in the past, people may have met and been enemies and fought. And they may meet in the moment. There is the choice in the moment to transmute such energy of the past through cultivating in this moment a, a mutually respectful exploration. So like when you meet someone and you have a almost a a belly response of uh, dislike. Mm. Um, the first step is to notice that experience and to not energize the dislike. For example, um, some young people, especially those who are trained in the martial the world of war, 
when deciding to become peacemakers can feel people looking at them and can respond with aggression. And the dance of awakening is not to react with aggression, but to observe the potential of compassionate activity. So when someone is expressing aggression, to answer with aggression is just adding to that uh, energy and perpetuating uh, a, a karmic uh, hindrance uh, to observe, oh, that is present without adding to, taking away, or or blaming or accepting, just to see it allows it to resolve. And, and karma comes in many ways. There's a story I've heard about an old woman who lives in the mountains, and she lost her husband and lost her son. And she's sitting, feeling so alone and a bit annoyed. She's working so hard. And a ugly dog comes towards her. And she tries to push it away with a stick. And the dog was the energy of her husband coming to say, you're not alone. And then there is a, a bird pecking about. And she's annoyed with that. And she chases it away, and it was energy like her son saying, you are not alone, and there are grains and things to sustain you here. So how we respond to each other, it begins right in this moment. So whether there is joy at meeting again or a sense of recognition, um, to be fully present in the moment and to energize learning experience and recognition and also mutual support in accomplishment. This is the unwinding of the confounded states. Mm. to find the, the joy of the moment. Because ultimately, we have not separated. Mm -hmm. It is in the experience of time, in the relative experience of uh, the world, we have these many projections of other. And in the deep awareness, of things as they are, uh, like dreamers, they are exploring potential and creating. And so fear, conditioned view, habitual response so keeps alive a small vortex and 
compassion and understanding this moment as every moment unravels a small view and uh, dissolves uh, confusion, aggression, uh, forgetfulness, lethargy. So when someone is being grumpy, we don't need to be grumpy back. We can smile. Mm-hmm. So, karma is mag- magnetic vortices that uh, collect and call particular events to arise in our um, ideation and projection of self and other. And so having emotional intelligence, I came across this book, I thought, oh, pretty interesting. I haven't read it all, but I do, I do see that there is something here that I can equate with experience, with um, Buddhist practice, with Native American practice, with being a good friend. Mm. How many people have a good friend? I ask each one who will listen, do you know who your good friend is? It may be the one with whom you can continue a conversation after years and years. It may be the one you've overlooked, yet this person does not forget you, does not uh, disturb you. This person sees you as you are and has no expectation or want. Do you notice that person in your life? Also, the idea that you know you are living by pain uh, and that, oh, so-and-so and caused these things to happen, and so this will happen to so-and-so. And so it becomes the mind of punishment. And uh, karma is not about punishment. It is about resolution, resonance of a melody carried into a new key. Of course, I'm speaking poetically. We can also look at how particular emotions bring certain results. And you may have heard me say this before the... The, the threads and the weight of karma. So imagine you're living in an apartment building and 
younger people have moved in and they're playing different music. And you think it's too loud, you don't like the music. It is not the familiar sounds of your old friend who has moved on, who once lived there. And so each time this young group play their music, you get annoyed. The first magnetic attractor of karmic condition that can obscure wisdom and generate harm. Then you start talking to your neighbors, oh, so-and-so. Their music is so ugly, I like the other people who live there better. So-and-so, their music is so ugly, so now you are expanding that discord of your own mind to others. So you, you could have stopped the weight of karma there, too, but now the magnetic attractor of harm and ignorance are getting larger. Then you say to others, well, let's do something about their loud music. We need to tell them. So you gather all the neighbors. You go banging on their door. They don't uh, know you are angry. They open the door. People rush in, knock, knock the person down. Somebody's hurt. And that is the, another uh, magnetic attractor of harm arising from the reaction of like, dislike, ignorance. So when we see something arising, oh, so-and-so is annoying. Well, take note of it and consider what emotions of one's own mind is annoying. Because we can correct our response easily uh, to attempt to change another, then becomes the magnetism of karmic result. And uh, when we think others are doing the harm, then it becomes more and more foggy, the eyes to see that our experience and response is choices made in the moment, is choice in the moment. So for some it is perhaps appearing more easy to be compassionate and kind. And for others, uh, it appears more easy to be uh, analytical and critical. Those are types and ways of examining the, the heart's expression, the dance of life. And we can see, oh, is it, have I understood the world this way? And by understanding our emotions and looking uh, carefully at the impact of the parasympathetic nervous system, and, oh, I feel, then I think, 
So what is it I feel? And what do I place attention on? And how does my feeling impact the view and the choices I make? And these are powerful questions for everyone. Mm -hmm. Helpful, Jennifer. Very helpful. Very, very helpful. Thank you so much, Venerable. And we have Shan raising her hand here. Uh-huh. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Venerable. Jennifer. Good. Good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> um, I'm very interested in, in this discussion on magnetism. Um, and I was wondering if you could speak uh, a little bit more on um, the energy of magnetism and how uh, magnetic fields you mentioned um, the magnetic fields in the heart and in the planet and the universal magnetic fields. And I'm curious how that relates to consciousness in terms of what you were discussing earlier about being a friend to yourself and others. Yes. And also how the second part of my question is how do those magnetic fields also relate to levels of meditation? Yes. Well, through the magnetic field of the earth, our brain can observe the passing of time and memory is laid down through the dance of the magnetic field. The creatures of the air and the sea find their way home and even the human being resonates with the magnetic field of the planet within the limbic system as well as in the heart. So the emotions that we feel are conveyed and carried uh, within our heart and have an impact upon our body. So some emotions create a chemical cascade supporting love and health, and other emotions uh, magnetically energize a chemical cascade in the brain that is uh, not so uh, supportive of health. And so in a simple way, we can see the fight or flight response uh, preservation of the human body as a, a pedal tone to much experience and understanding about the world and that inclination to preserve life is a wise one because it reveals the opportunities of life. So now we think, what does it mean, magnetism, in terms of karmic patterns? So the, our speech, the way we speak about self and others, and especially the inner chatter of the mind, uh, seeks to uh, manifest itself. For the so-called subconscious mind, 
whatever you are seeing or thinking is as really threat as a lion on the plains. So the thought pattern of one's own speech, the way we speak of self and others, it uh, magnetizes search and results because the emotional uh, gravity uh, brings together uh, search and results. So in terms of our the elements within our body-mind, so the idea of, um, say, hypercriticism, uh, as one begins to analyze the nature of their emotions and mind, uh, they may have grown up with uh, supercriticism or may have endured unkindness. And so are those threads, those magnetic attractors, uh, energizing and magnetizing sense of shame, blame, fearfulness? So in the moment, the experience is to illuminate and free the, like a dust bunny or the filings, iron filings of confusion to let the attraction or the pole change from, oh, uh, too good or not good enough to the understanding of, oh, interrelated dream arising mind-defining, ultimately a dream. Mm. So the, the gravity of certain thoughts uh, can become the pathway of exploration. So the person's mind of uh, supreme or hyper-criticism then becomes the um, analyzing and understanding of the skillful activity that may liberate. Mm-hmm. And the, the undercurrent of the emotions, the, the echoes that are from many lifetimes they are experienced like stormy waters and the power of the storm, especially in one's internal experience, is also the power to calm and to wash away as one chooses what we are going to energize, where we place our attention. Mm-hmm. And the energy of lethargy and or hopelessness 
or the energy of, uh, some might say, grasping, needing more, wanting more, not enough. Uh, this resolves in the energy of recognizing the, the jewel of experience within and the treasures that are within our lives. And so we understand the significance of making offerings and feeling uh, anger uh, at people. Oh, they are so this or that, or why is that group doing this, or our way is the only way. Uh, such thoughts indeed cause great harm, and each person, uh, when they see a rising, a moment of aggression, like, oh, I don't like that person, or they're annoying, or they should get out of the way, or whatever it is that arises at the moment. Um, when seeing such energy in one's own consciousness, thoughts, speech, uh, quickly see it resolve into compassion. Mm-hmm. For the for self and other. Mm-hmm. Like there are some things that are very cultural, um, and so culturally we can, in some parts of the world, wearing the robe of a woman's body, or being a person of a diff- of a particular race or group, uh, the cloak can be all that is seen. And so the, the subtle uh, dissonances and repulsors of conditioned view uh, become harmful actions. And the moment we uh, consider or observe uh, such kinds of reaction arising in our own heart and we take note and, oh, may this be resolved into skillful understanding, may I and others be free of such internal, external conflict, then Compassion reveals itself. And so the emotions, um, they are energy waves. Our minds then decide how to respond. And our hearts know it is a dream when we acknowledge the resonant field of the heart. So different emotions like dust bunnies, they aggregate. Mm -hmm. And that aggregation becomes karmic weight and patterns. 
and within sight, such dust and with sound, reformation of the pattern into its awakened state of the efficacy of mantra, uh, it is dispelled. Wow, Venerable, I feel like you just described Vajrayana Buddhism, <laughs> you know, the wisdom in it. It's just so beautiful. I'm curious um, about magnetism and meditation. Yeah. Is there, when you're doing silent meditation, let's say, is there a level that you reach, um, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but is there a level that you comprehend that is the magnetic field of magnetic energy? Oh, yes. Yes, one in silent meditation begins to recognize the magnetism of the field, Mm -hmm. the patterns that have been projected through the minds and the interaction of beings walking and the experience of the heart recognition of space and potentials arising. And that they are not ever separate. So the experience of the one sitting and exploring is not separate from the awakened state. Mm -hmm. It is calming the water, sweeping the mirror, energizing the fire, recognizing the gifts of life experience and that the gems of wisdom are not separate from the experience of space and form arising. Beautiful. Thank you, Venerable. You're welcome. And we have another hand raised here, Venerable. It's Akash. Hello, Venerable. Hello, everyone. Um, This question is related to... uh, Jennifer's initial question um, and what you were saying about the insight of the heart recognizing that it, uh, our experiences here are just a dream. So the question is, is there a way in which we can be totally free of karma and is that the experience of the fully awakened state? Thank you. It is said that the fully awakened state is not uh, reacting to that the patterns and the streams of 
unknowing are resolved into a vacant action. And so still cutting wood and carrying water. <laughs> yeah, before and after. <laughs> and the idea of extinguishing karma, uh, this sets many people upon the path. So one is extinguishing the fires that uh, burn and harm clarifying the winds of speech of confusion, stilling the stormy waters, acknowledging the grace, and resting in that natural state. Mm. Ah, thank you very much. Yes, that's... Um That moved me hearing that. Thank you. All right. So a reminder to everyone who's listening on the phone, star two, to raise your hand. Those who are listening online can type in a question. Uh, we have time for a couple more questions, and as no one is raising their hand right now, uh, I'll ask a follow-up question. Uh, you have given teachings before, Venerable, about resonance coupling, and uh, we see this happen with our friends, as you're talking about here today. And... Uh, I, I remember when I was younger uh, and I had a lot of bitterness and anger and I would go out to dinner with friends and uh, we would smoke and drink. That's when you could still smoke in restaurants. And uh, we would complain. <laughs> and um, I <laughs> and um, there, it's like the smoking, drinking, eating, and complaining go together so well. Uh, with uh, my close friends, and um, we thought that was fun, and uh, we did. We thought that was fun, and uh, I began to meditate, and this became less and less fun for me, and uh, what I found was I one of my friends would complain and say uh, something, and I'd say, well, we don't know really what that person's experience is. Maybe they're suffering and that's why they're behaving that way. And my friends would look at me and go, who are you again? What happens? Where Where did you come from? <laughs> and, and I noticed that even though I wasn't aggressively trying to make them change, they weren't interested in going out with me anymore, which was perfect because I really wasn't interested in complaining anymore. So this, this, what I'm uh, sort of leading to is many people who are on this spiritual path will find themselves in a time where the old friends are falling away and the, the new friends have yet to arrive. I wonder if you could speak about that. Yes. Yes. 
It is uh, an amazing time and a time for courage and a, a time to be who you are. So as one is awakening the the pursuits of yesterday uh, no longer bring any satisfaction. In fact, it becomes clear that they are debilitating. And so as you step away, there is a sense uh, of, of being alone. Who, who are my peers? Who are the people? who are exploring and discussing similar things. Well, first it is to recognize who I am and what I'm exploring and why. And as we consider, oh, I explore this to ameliorate suffering and confusion, I am exploring to understand just how this dance arises, continues, and mm. what and what I choose to energize, then the friends appear. And also you will notice that there are some friends and associations who may not do it with you, the exploration, yet uh, are arriving there at the same time, and you can talk about it when you meet again, and that's the power of those old friends, mm -hmm. because there really is that uh, deep resonance, and so the way of exploring may be different, yet the intention to understand and to ameliorate uh, suffering is the same and then you meet again and oh yes we have noticed similar things so even those who you may have counted out at some point meeting again oh yeah we have explored these things Because what is a, a friend? I mean, there are people we like to study with, people we discuss books with, play music with, take exercise classes with, and there are common motivators and there, there's some uh, attraction to the form that is similar. And so, I guess I can sum something up. Uh, there is someone that I know for, oh gosh, I guess 35 years. And once we haven't seen each other often, um, and there are certain ways of speech that I choose to avoid. And the chattiness of the time 
or the projection of what we think other people's motivation are is different. And so she began to speak about something, and I just said, well, I live in a, a different world. I am not comparing. I am seeing each person and moment in their suchness. And she was, what? <laughs> um, so there are points when uh, it looks different, yet there's still uh, the human relationship. And you, you'll just state clearly, this is what I want to energize. You know, as a, another follow-up to this, Venerable, uh, many people ask me about uh, something, and that is that as they move along this path and they realize the negative effects of complaining, they will often notice that they have someone who's very close to them who complains frequently, and they have an aversion to that uh, now, now that they're realizing how uh, impactful complaining is, they have an aversion to it, and so they feel repulsed. Yeah, I wonder if you could just speak about that for a moment, how well, to work with Yes, because that person has been a friend, and part of friendship is, uh, um, I guess, holding hands as you leap across the brook. <laughs> so you, you stay. That's not how I wish to, that's not how I'm seeing the world now. Or you can say really simply, I find I have more energy when I look at the things I am appreciative of. And that can be a an eye-opener. Hmm. Yeah, we don't throw each other away. We just, okay, well, this is how, this is what I choose to do. Because compassion is not limited to those people and things we like. It's an energy that uh, has no real constraints. Like, you can't be compassionate to every being except the person you don't like. Then compassion is lacking if, if it denies uh, any being. It's like withholding love. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Venerable. And we are at time now. Well, thank you, Jennifer, for facilitating these conversations. And I trust that those who hear will find a, a gem that will illuminate the light that is their natural state and that there will be some words, some sound that will energize 
your accomplishment. May all beings have joy. May all be free from suffering. May every being make their way to the shores free of illusion. Wado. And I'd like to offer the long life prayer. Emanation of rainbow light, Dharma wisdom, three fires bright, guide upon the beauty road calling all to see, crystal reflection, boundless compassion, caller of four winds, wise grandparents, seven sisters, may your mission be accomplished, may we assist you in the light, may you receive many blessings and live a long good life. We thank you, Dahani Oahu, gift to the people, great mystery, great lady of the Buddha families, who holds the secret Vajrayana in the lotus grove of the teachings of the practice lineage. You are the glory of the Buddhist teachings and of sentient beings, blessed of the Vajra Dakini. May your life, Dahani Oahu, ever remain firm and long. So we complete this call. Yes, the conversation continues. How wonderful. Yes. Thank you, Venerable. You're welcome.